Part 1. On the Run 1. An outlaw is never around when you need one. Harumph! King Wilberforce was in a foul mood, as he had been ever since Prince Frederick had stormed out of the palace months earlier. His son had never lashed out at him like that before. And to think it was simply because he had banished his son's fiancée. What choice did he have? Ella was a bad influence. He couldn't even keep track of how many times she had nearly gotten Frederick killed. Exiling the girl was what any good father would have done. At least, that's what Wilberforce told himself as he sat on his velvet-cushioned throne, grumbling in a positively unkingly manner, apparently forgetting his rule that a proper man never fidgets. He absentmindedly fiddled with the dozens of glistening medals that adorned his finely tailored purple jacket. His normally stiff, right-angled shoulders began to dip into a position that came dangerously close to resembling a slump. Harumph! The king grunted again. Your Highness, asked the tall, thin, well-mannered man standing before the throne. I mean no disrespect, but I feel the need to remind you that I am here. Unless, of course, you summoned me only so that you would have someone at whom you could grunt. In which case, by all means, your highness, grunt away. I don't understand the boy, Wilberforce said, half-mumbling. You're his valet, Reginald. You know him better than anyone. Why would he go? What's wrong with him? Perhaps part of the problem, your highness, is that you refer to him as the boy, Reginald said. Frederick is a grown man. Who acts like a boy, the king responded. Why would he feel a need to go off in search of adventure? He snarled the word as if it were a curse. Before Reginald could respond, the king rambled on. Do I not provide enough entertainment here at the palace? We hold royal balls every other week, banquets, bard concerts. Frederick never even stopped by the Royal Art Gallery to see the new series of cat portraits I commissioned for him. One of them shows a kitten in a hammock. Frederick loves that sort of thing. Perhaps, sire, Reginald finally interjected, the prince was looking for more of a challenge. Challenge, the king pshawed, as if that boy could handle a challenge. He's got no backbone, no determination, no drive. Why, I gave him a custom-made backgammon set last year. After one try, he whined that it was too hard to play. To be fair, your highness, I believe his difficulty with the game was due to the round dice you forced him to use. They never stopped rolling. Wilberforce arched an eyebrow. You expected me to give my son those pointy-edged cube-style dice. He'd lose an eye. Well, if you are going to be such a stickler for safety... Why not give him dice the size of Honedios? Reginald said dryly. While he technically served the king, 
His loyalty lay with the prince he'd practically raised from birth. After all, regular-sized dice are a dangerous choking hazard. You're being cheeky with me, aren't you, Reginald? Cheeky, sir, the valet replied. You're giving me cheek, sass, cheeky sass. I would never dream of it, your highness. Look at all those medals on your chest. Best posture, teen solitaire champion, silkiest moustache. I have nothing but the utmost respect for a monarch with so many amazing accomplishments to his credit. Cheek, Wilberforce bellowed. He stood and pointed toward the exit, his arm as stiff as a road sign. I want you out, Reginald. Leave at once. The room? Reginald asked. Or the palace? Think bigger, the king sneered. The kingdom, then, as you wish? Reginald bowed his head. Someday. I hope you realize that just because your wife died as an adventurer doesn't mean your son will, too. You need to let Frederick make his own choices, otherwise you will only drive him further away. He turned and walked out. Wilberforce leaned forward in his throne. If you find Frederick out there... But Reginald was already gone. The king slouched back in his seat and added... To no one. Take care of him.